So the question is this, how do you become a healthy, lean and fit vegan all while having fun and making it a sustainable lifestyle you enjoy living? If you want to know the secrets to losing fat effortlessly, building vegan muscle and positively impacting the people around you every single day, then this is the right podcast for you. I am Fritz Horstmann. This is the Vegan Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Plant-Based Fitness Secrets Podcast, the show for vegans or aspiring vegans, people that want to transform their health on eating a plant-based diet. And we have our crowd favorite back on the show, uh, our head coach, Chiara. How are you doing today? I'm very good. That's very nice to hear. Very, very good today. Thank you. And you? Very good. Very good. Yeah, it's true. I have uh, a lot of people who yeah, book calls with us to apply for the coaching or people on Instagram. They do share a lot that they love the shows with you and they can really relate to what you say and the topics that we cover. So um, that's very good to hear. And if you listen to this right now and you like the episodes with Chiara, um, then let me know. And uh, we'll do more of these, of course, because there's so much wealth of wisdom that uh, two people can share on a show versus just one. Um, so look forward to, to more of those episodes. How's, uh, how's life been lately for you? Yeah, very good. I'm in, on, on the other side of the world currently, still my last week. Um, it's very nice to be in the sun, but uh, it made me realize how much, uh, you know, being in Germany and Europe made me grow and uh, also professionally. Um, and uh, yes, it's, it's a look in the past uh, and happy that is the past. So I'm ready to let it what it was and uh, come back uh, even more strong. Definitely. Yes. I love the location changes always bring out so many different facets of life. And you realize that you really appreciate one side of things and you don't appreciate the other side. I'm also still like at the moment thinking about like where, where will I settle quote unquote long-term? I mean, I'm still, still younger as well, but at the same time, it's always a question that comes up, like, what is the, what is the perfect place? Is there a perfect place to live? Is there a perfect place that has like the best food, the best people, um, the best like access to things, the best lifestyle. And, um, obviously that's a luxury like problem to have, um, as I have the capability to, to really live anywhere, but still, um, such an interesting thing to think about for me as well, Switzerland, where I live right now really has all these things like Switzerland has beautiful nature. It's very clean and modern. Um, it's very well organized. Uh, the infrastructure is really good. Um, the people are really nice. Um, it definitely has some things that I would like it to have that it doesn't have, but definitely one of the best like countries I've lived or spent time in where I could see myself, uh, really living a long term, um, and really building, like making my life the way I want it to look. Uh, with the with the exercise, nutrition, and health, and friends and family, and uh, yeah, what, where's your head at with that? Do you what's what's most important for you in a place where you stay? Um, when it comes to like balancing your life, like balancing your your personal life with your health routines, um, have you found that like what kind of place makes it easier for you? 
Yes, I've, I've had 15 years of uh, time to think about this. And uh, I think I have come to the conclusion that uh, weather is probably the most important thing because with weather comes a array of benefits. So with good weather, people are more prone to go outside. They are definitely more friendly than uh, cold, cold countries or colder countries. So that's going to be something that uh, is going to be very important for me to, to keep in mind. That has been very evident in Vietnam. Uh, we have summer all year, so that was something that was creating a lot of social life. Uh, which I lost very quickly uh, once I moved to Germany, uh, especially in winter. So how uh, friendly people are and how um, easy it is to go out for a walk and to do movement and exercise, because uh, for me that's very essential and has been a struggle for me to be closing the house or walk on a treadmill for six months in a year when it's so cold uh, and rainy outside. Um, so I would say definitely this has been something that has been super important um, for me as an expat. Uh, I think also having expat uh, friends or expat people around where they understand, uh, you know, your life a little bit and they understand you is also going to be very important. Uh, and I think it will be for you as well, because once you start speaking with, um, you know, some uh, people that never really left their hometown is going to be a struggle to relate and to grow mm. as well. So for me, having people that have had life experiences and try different things and failed and try again and failed again and then retry again and then succeeded, that's uh, going to be something that I always look uh, forward to and uh, Vietnam was one of the best places for this, as it was in Shanghai. Um, but Germany was completely different for me for that. And that was uh, probably something that was making me the most uncomfortable. Mm. I was so impressed how you did it, like how you came to a country and just built yourself up from, yeah, you could say almost zero besides obviously the experiences and uh, skills that you brought with you. Um, that's just very impressive. And always something I'm wondering about, like seeing how you work in the team, how much you do for the clients, how much you do for the team, and still like balancing it with your with your personal life, right? And making things making things a priority. So maybe like as a as a topic for this episode, like how do you balance all this? Obviously, like this is the first big question, right? But like, hey, where do you start in terms of balancing having like long working hours i think a lot of people listen to this episode they yeah they work busy jobs or they have just very busy lives and sometimes they get the question like hey like how do you balance all this how do you make like having a sleep routine having nutrition exercise without sacrificing it how do you still get it in while you have maybe kids or maybe you have a lot of work that you have to do that's like the overarching topic, but look for you, Chiara, like what if you found what has worked, what has worked well for you? Maybe also what challenges have you faced in making uh, both work? And I definitely also can share on how I, when I approach it. Yes. For me, I think the root of everything is habits and routine. So humans are, you know, we have this very 
strong need of routine. And when everything is in routine, it happens. So for example, a small thing that I can say, you know, when we are little kids, our parents ask us to brush our teeth every day and it's such an effort, right? It becomes such an effort, but then step by step, we learn that it has to be done before going to bed, right? And then it just become part of that. Nobody thinks, oh my God, I'm sacrificing my time to brush my teeth. It doesn't happen anymore, right? It's just part of that. So I think uh, my life balance comes from having these routines and having specific times in which I do certain things. And especially, I think the winning formula is not, you know, not trying to change it. When it's in, in your schedule, then just get it done. Because when you start changing your schedule all the time, then things... Uh, keeps getting postponed and they don't happen anymore so my life in Germany for example was you know balancing a new a new city so and joining a new city and trying to make friends there trying to understand how it worked you know with the doctors and the supermarket and the car cars you know everything that I didn't know anything there and uh, balancing a partner and who also has a, a son. So kids were also part of my of my life. And for me, uh, nutrition was very important, so always been, and then exercise. So fortunately, he was also into fitness, but for me was something that was planned two times a week, one time on the weekend, so that I have the most you know time and I can actually enjoy going to my workout, take my time, then take a shower, take a sauna if uh, you know available. That's for sure. And I think nutrition has become really something second second nature for me. Uh, I have lived in China and Vietnam, and then Germany. And China doesn't have the healthiest food, so I was kind of forced to learn how to cook there and cook for myself. And and also here in Vietnam, there's an amazing food, but you know, it's not possible to always eat outside three, three meals a day. So meal prepping was uh, very important. And then also when I had my business, we were preparing food all the time. So it became almost natural to wake up and think, okay, what are we going to cook today? Mm. I would say my biggest struggle is sleep. Death mm -hmm. is something that uh, I'm struggling with, not because I don't want to go to bed, but I'm actually having struggles with you know falling asleep or staying asleep uh really deeply because of adrenal uh fatigue that i had in the past so it takes very little extra coffee or you know too much light in my eyes for this for me disrupting that and that just mess can mess up the whole day so putting in place certain routines for my sleep as well i need to have a certain temperature in my room I mask, uh, you know, I have the same clothes uh, every day. So these routines make sure that I have the best chance accessing a sleeping well that night. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's crucial. This The sleeping environment makes such a big difference to, yeah, what exactly your sleep looks like and how, how well you sleep. And it's really interesting. So you mentioned a few things here. I think um, if, if you listen to this episode right now and you are having trouble balancing everything, I just want to share a little bit on my, my take on balance and how you can maybe apply it to you. Um, 
especially when you are having a busy, busy lifestyle, right? So I think that balance is kind of misunderstood nowadays a little bit um, in a way that a lot of people think that balance means you have to do everything perfectly balanced out in one day. Like you need to do your work to like in one day, you need to do your workout in that day, you need to like play with your kids in that day, you need to like do a hobby in that day, like everything in one day and every hour of your day has to be like exactly perfectly planned out. And while I do believe that obviously you can do that, there's people who are succeeding doing that. I look at balance more of a weekly to monthly thing. So looking at a week, for example, maybe one day of the week, um, you have to choose like between going to soccer practice and picking up your picking up your um, your children or going to work out and making yourself a priority, right? And at that moment in time, you might decide for either one of those, like on a Tuesday of the week, but then on a Thursday, you might decide for the other thing. So looking at it, at it in a week spectrum, I think balance makes more sense. And when you look at, for example, working out, not as a thing that you have to do like daily, but weekly, let's say three workouts. I commit to doing three workouts a week as a standard, like standard over schedule. One of my past mentors always taught me that um, standard over schedule, meaning that if you have a standard every week to do three workouts, then that is your minimum standard and you're not doing anything less than that. So maybe your schedule that week is tough. Like maybe you're traveling, maybe you have a lot of stuff going on with family. So maybe you skip Monday, Tuesday because of that, but then you don't beat yourself up um, and you don't like just keep skipping, but you're like, okay, I still have the rest of the week to get three workouts in. So maybe the two days after you have more time. So you do back-to-back -back workout days, right? And maybe on Friday you do a rest day and then you maybe do on Sunday the third workout. So it doesn't have to be like perfectly, like everything is perfectly measured out. Um, that's not how I succeed as well. Like when I'm traveling or I have things going on, this is my standard. I know I have my three workouts a week I need at least to keep making the progress I want to see. And if I have to do back-to-back -back day workouts, then I'm going to do that. And it's, it's going to be fine. And seeing the long picture, seeing the big picture throughout a week and throughout a month, um, especially let's say you have more time and you want to spend with your kids. Um, maybe you just, yeah, you just in this, those first few months or this first half year, that's very, very important. Obviously every month is important with your kids, but like, let's say, you know, six months, your workouts look a little bit different than the rest of the year, right? Maybe you do just 10 minute, 20 minute workouts three times a week. Then maybe when time allows more, you start upping it again to 45 minutes. So that being said, like my first takeaway for this topic is that try to look at balance in terms of a weekly schedule or even a monthly or even like three month schedule. It was like, okay, I need to be perfect today. I need to read a page of a book. I need to work out. I need to meditate. I need to bring my kids to school. I need to work. I need to uh, prep my food. Like all these things in one day can be overwhelming. Looking at it over a six month period saying, hey, if I can prep 70% of the time over a six month period, then I'm going to have results versus like, I need to be perfect um, every day. So what you're saying is, you know, make a list of everything you have to do, but be capable of prioritizing day to day what 
what is the best and most efficient you know task to complete today yes minimum effective dose so <laughs> that's very german very effective very german. i like this i like this exactly um so minimum effective dose uh, maybe you guys have heard about that but it's when it comes to trading minimum effective dose is okay what is the minimum amount of volume you got to do to see progress and to see muscle growth and adaptation and you can apply the same thing for your lifestyle you can apply the same thing for um like what is the minimum, minimum effective dose spending time with your family spending time on big projects that moves the needle forward and obviously doing more could be better but you know doing this minimum effective dose there will be progress and there will be yeah whatever the progress is there will be success and you don't need to spend like the full time if that makes sense that's how i think about things nowadays um as well so example just to make it more practical for my workouts if i know i'm crushed on time what is the minimum effective dose i'm doing the big compound lifts the first four exercises which are hitting the big muscle groups which then hits also the swollen swollen muscle groups um and that's the minimum effective dose to be successful for my nutrition i know minimum effective dose if i have three protein rich meals per day i'm doing good right or if i keep my calories in check for the day i'm doing good you know and then you can always optimize you can always maximize from there um or for sleep minimum effective dose i can get my seven hours not optimal but i'll be good right so thinking about that what is the minimum effective dose um in each area of your life then uh yeah you don't you know as black or white you're not as obsessed and it's going to help you balance things out yeah i would agree it's it's there's definitely a lot we can achieve in a day but you know getting there uh, stress is not going to help at the end of the day so it is important to be able to prioritize what what's happening that day and you know um but i'm still like i still believe really strongly of you know having having at least something set out and having it written down as well because most times people or you know our clients are like yeah i wish to do this but it's never written anywhere nobody has scheduled it anywhere right and if it's just in your mind and you actually never written down or put it in your calendar it's going to be quite difficult to to achieve and to stay on track with everything so definitely flexibility but also have very clear of everything that you need to achieve or you want to achieve for that week for sure yes maybe what if you found with your clients, the ones that are the most busy, um, maybe with work or with family, um, what do the people, the clients do that are most successful on their health journeys um, versus the ones that are maybe, yeah, a little bit stuck? I would say two main things. The, f the first one is waking up earlier and making, like, drawing this this really good and healthy um boundary in which they say okay i will do the effort to wake up early but this is my time right nobody 
will bother me or the same thing in the evening where it's like okay this is my turn to take time for myself or the other one which i think is very uh, i always get really excited when i hear it is to actually involve the people of the family in the activities so i have a lot of parents that are now cooking with their kids i have a lot of parents that are now walking with their kids together and their husbands and their wives and i think that couldn't be more beautiful we end up you know spending so much time in front of a screen watching something is actually the worst kind of quality time with each other as a as a partner as a family and when you go for a walk you actually are looking in front of you not really looking at each other but these amazing conversation come out and you can free flow almost because you know, the person you're talking to is not looking at you so you're much more free on you know on discussing things and maybe uh, topics that are a bit difficult just because you're not looking at each other in the eyes so i'll i'll say definitely this and yeah uh, asking for support to their to their partners or definitely do it together and i've we've seen a lot of couples uh or a lot of clients that somehow involve their partners in the journey and they have been successful uh, as well just like on the back end right yes exactly can you, do you have some examples um, of people who maybe one partner joined the program and then the other one didn't? But how how did the other one get affected? Uh, I'm curious. You have some examples there. Yes, I I actually would like to invite her soon to the podcast, uh, Jenny. Uh, Jenny was um, yeah was uh, her story is very is very very important. So I I wish for her to share when she comes to the podcast. But after only a few weeks of cooking healthy meals and going for walks and going for the gym, step by step, her daughter and her husband also started to be interested in it, and they started to eat uh, the same food as her, obviously in different uh, measures to to adapt to their hunger levels and going on walks together. And that's that's amazing. So not only her lost weight, the kid is growing with amazing healthy habits that will never feel like you know an effort and the husband is losing weight too so that's like that's really like a win-win uh, all over i'm really wow. happy for her as well yes i love that yeah that, it's really it really happened it has happened so many times and in, in the past as well with like just the house the whole household gets positively infected by by the routines, by the meals, by the activities. So uh, if you listen to this right now, and maybe you have, maybe you have a husband, a partner that's not vegan, right? I hear this all the time with our clients or people applying to work with us um, saying, hey, like I'm plant-based, I want to do it the plant-based way, but my partner is the complete opposite and he would never go vegan and never like, like do it. But then after like a few weeks, few months of the program, like they start incorporating more plant-based meals, they start losing weight, they start improving their health markers, and it just becomes this this unit, um, like this family unit, this household um, that's just thriving on plants, and that's just yeah, that's just a bonus, but also such such a big impact on on people's life. Um, so love love to hear it, and I love the, the part about the conversations as well. We need to do a podcast on like how to have conversations with your partner or your family around these topics yeah that's that's definitely yeah that's definitely important i think step by step when when you know there's there's an evident 
change and evident success in the journey with us, a lot of the husbands kind of jump on board. We have another client, I have another client, uh, Jesse, whose husband also is vegan and working out and like step by step now is stopping to order food outside. They're cooking more together. So I was like, maybe she want me to calculate these markers too so that he can, you know, also have the mm-hmm. same effect. And then uh, we also had the other Jesse, uh, Jesse's client, uh, uh, whose husband kind of joined on the back train uh, with her and end up losing 30 pounds, right? And in a four months period, um, you know, even just from following what uh, his wife was doing. And that's, that's spectacular. 30, 30 pounds is life changing. It's going to, you know, affect so much on health and then future chronic disease and his joint pain, his back pain, everything. And yeah, we couldn't be happier of, of that. And I think, it just either is showing for like good example first um, and then let let the facts speak for you, I guess. Yes. Yes. I love that. I definitely do a podcast episode around that, how to, how to win over your partner, how to win over your partner with results um, or how to transform your partner passively. <laughs> uh, that's also all great, great topics for sure. Inception. Um, exactly <laughs> how to plant it in, in their brain without saying it <laughs> and also the kids you know like it, it's not easy for kids to eat healthy and you know for me it's you know uh i have always tough for satan or a temper on my plate and and my stepson is is looking at the <laughs> And my stuff and it's like what is that i'm like well that's for the muscle so i will show muscle and he's obviously a boy who wants muscles so that was you know that's always been a, a easy method for him to be motivated so or you know or how to affect kids because you know they also need to be on board and as a as a woman who's providing for for the family with the household it's going to be difficult to cook three different meals every day so the best the best solution is to get everybody on board or at least partially on board so that, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge cooking show every night, you know, to cook for three different, for to cater for three different or four different people, right? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's such a good point. That's definitely something we, we need to touch on on a separate episode. Um, so look out for that. Um, and yeah, I think this was a great, great show, great episode talking about the real stuff, right? Balancing life and finding ways to to make it work. And it's obviously not going to be perfect. It's not going to be something that you figure out overnight. And there's no like exact answer, right? Everyone's life is different, but making yourself priority is definitely something that needs to happen. Your health needs to be prioritized for so you can be there for your family and you can be there for, for work and also most importantly for yourself, right? surviving and feeling good every day and uh, once you start with that in mind you can um, find solutions for the rest as well so Carol, thanks so much for hopping on absolutely it was a pleasure and if you enjoyed this episode then make sure to subscribe to the show Uh, there's new episodes coming every week really good episodes as well so we have a lot of good stuff planned for you and uh, we are the best plant-based fitness podcast out there i know there's a lot of good people a lot of amazing podcasts uh with my good friend my good friend simon hill shout out to him i mean it's in my opinion the best podcast out there in terms of science 
based knowledge on all things nutrition, health, and, and fitness. Um, obviously, Ritual is crushing it. Um, but plant-based fitness, like really the, the no BS truths and the knowledge, I think that we don't have any competitors. So uh, we want to make sure to keep giving you the best content. Uh, so if you want to hear it, then make sure you subscribe and leave a rating and review. And thanks so much for listening and see you or hear you in the next episode. Peace out. Yes, yes. What did you think? What an amazing episode again. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do me a favor and subscribe to my podcast and rate it on iTunes. It's very much appreciated. We'll hear each other in the next episode. Until then, keep up the vegan vibes.